they shouldn't worry if their baby doesn't sleep through the night at a specific age because because they can't <laughs> they won't they will keep you up for months hello everybody and welcome to yet another episode of the world's greatest parenting podcast overly honest dads if this is your first time listening to our little show uh, then overly honest dads aims to give you an honest look at what parenting is really like will give you an unvarnished overly honest view of our life as dads my name's matt and i'm your host and i'm joined as i always am by magnus hi guys and john hello hello how are we doing Happy. Happy? It's nearly the yeah, end of the great. year, baby. It is indeed. Yeah. We are hurtling towards the end of this clusterfuck year that is 2020 <laughs> and uh, head, going headlong into what will probably be an even worse 2021. But hey, we're not here to moan. We're here to be positive, happy, honest dads. Uh, so let me tell you what's in... Oh, wait, before I tell you what's in store today, I've got just a quick bit of housekeeping. And that is that uh, we are now going to be posting all of our episodes on Wednesday mornings. Wednesday mornings, UK time. Um, now, we need to give a big thank you to Magnus. Um, you guys know that Magnus is our buffin. And that doesn't just extend to science stories on the podcast. It also extends to the editing of our show. Uh, Magnus does does all of the heavy lifting there and he is responsible for the finished product that you hear coming into your ears every week and so big thank you to magnus for all all of his efforts making that come through to you guys <laughs> yes oh, i thanks, love this episode thanks, already. thanks matt i appreciate that i'm not i'm not a boffin i've just got to say that again definitely an idiot but uh yeah no he does come uh, in your fa- ear fa- yeah. thanks yeah I, yeah thank you Th- thank you boffin um, so now let me tell you what's in store for today's show. It's going to be a segment show, so no overarching theme. Instead, a range of fun segments for your oral enjoyment. Not oral with an O, a oral with an A, just to clarify. Um, so we're going to start off with Dad News, where we tell you all about our lives as dads. Then we go into uh, a product review, which is... Uh, I'm going to do a rev- review this week, and it's going to be a review of Montessori Learning Towers. And then we're going to go on to World of Parenting, where... Uh, our aforementioned boffin, Magnus, will give you a science story, and our jester, John, will give you uh, a light-hearted parenting story. And then we round off with Am I Being Unreasonable, where we trawl uh, the board on Mumsnet, which is titled Am I Being Unreasonable, and we give our opinions, our thoughts on the subjects discussed within. And so now it's time for Dad News, and this week Magnus is going to go first, so Magnus, take us away. Uh, thanks, Matt. Um, so uh, th- this this week was the week that I, I fully realised that Quinn really enjoys spicy food so much so that she will push through the pain. Um, we had some South Asian food uh, recently, and there was chili fish cakes in it. Her her, her eyes were watering so Bless much. <laughs> there was so much bogey streaming down oh, and, yeah, I know. Like that part of babies man yeah. oh. <laughs> it was just just all this 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 liquid coming out of her nose and, and 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 eyes um but she didn't care she didn't care she didn't even ask for the water until we gave it to her uh, I, I realize water's not the best thing but we can't exactly give her milk um uh, or yogurt so she had to make do with that and but you know she she just went for it which is it's really good because i i, I really Muy caliente, enjoy... papi. yeah i know i know you know um so i'm i'm happy about that i'm a big fan of spicy food so i guess quinn is starting to, to take that on board as well um now last week I'd, I'd gone on about uh her potentially losing her last nap well 
I, th- I think we've come to realise that it's sleep regression. It's definitely a thing right now. She's nearly two. Um, it, it, it turned out that it was sleep regression and nothing else. Uh, she is completely unable to function coherently and turns into a bit of a maniac if she skips that nap. When she has a nap, she's an absolute angel. Uh, so thank God for that. But we just need to figure out how we're going to survive this sleep regression because it, it is pretty bad. But then again, how many sleep regressions do they go through? in the first few years there's many 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 oh yeah it's a, it's a constant struggle really isn't it, the whole sleep thing yeah and so, so, some parents do say that, they, that their kids do sleep through but i can't help but think that they lie <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i i, I, can't, I, I used kind to of think agree. the same i used to think the same but then i'll be honest i saw the difference between kids and the sleeping patterns so yeah. some people are just fucking annoyingly lucky i'm afraid it's yeah. uh, it's a true mm. story some people's babies just do sleep and those babies grow up to be annoying people Oh, the unicorn babies, actual unicorn babies. But I guess that ties in nicely with uh, the article that I discuss later on, which is about babies. Unicorns, <laughs> indeed, <laughs> indeed. Uh, the the final thing that I wanted to to, to talk about was um, me taking Quinn out to the park at night, um, and I guess I wanted to ask your thoughts on this, chaps. So we we have a, a park by us, uh, and a, like a pretty open plan park. It's got four entrances um it's it's a big old place uh it's quite nice as well there's a there's a, a river going through it, it, it which which kind of goes into a, a stream and then expands outwards um and you can walk over it uh plus there's a lot hell of a lot of wild, wildlife there's also two giant pylons electrical pylons um which the, the council cleared out all of the the foliage underneath so you can walk under the pylons it's really really beautiful and now that things have gotten darker i've been going out at night with my torch um and we've been walking through the park looking at everything right so i'm talking about all the foxes the, the torch sh- uh, lights up the foxes in the distance we see herons uh hunting at night with there's egrets there too uh, in the trees um plus she gets to see the pylons lit up by the torch now i have been told by some people that it's probably not a good idea to take your nearly two-year-old daughter through a park yeah. at night um, so yeah so mag what you just described the, the, the park the beauty the trees and all the rest of it and then you turn that to it's at night time and it's a father and a daughter walking through the park. It's the beginning of a fucking horror movie. It just sounds scary. <laughs> it's just the beginning of it is scary. No, but I wouldn't risk it, man. If I was you, yeah. in London, I, I wouldn't put that at risk personally. But R- R- Romana doesn't like it. She doesn't like it at all. Yeah, yeah. J- I j- agree just with to give Romana. some further contact, uh, further context here. Contact. Um, <laughs> and, and why it looks, why I think it looks really nice. There's also a lot of fog right now which doesn't sound good it, it, it's a horror movie mate no, no. it's a fucking horror movie <laughs> along simple. along the stream only along the stream because <laughs> I, I guess there's a temperature difference um and it just looks absolutely beautiful when we walk by the stream as well there's fish there's lots of little fish uh which which she recognizes um plus something to note here is that there is usually quite a lot of people walking through the park mainly people coming to and from work you see so it's you're not and that work as robbery alone. in the park <laughs> Just, yeah, yeah. It, it, it has happened it has happened so i i'm i'm in two minds about it i i, I like i'm i i think this is the first thing where i thought to myself maybe actually i'm taking too much of a risk here things have happened in the park i'm not a small guy 
I do carry things on on my person, um, but at the same time, I'm I'm I've got a kid in a pram, you know. Yeah. I, I we don't walk now. When I when I take Quinn out, usually she 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 usually walks. We don't take a pram, right? She walks everywhere. She can walk for miles. It's it's fine. But when I take her out at night, uh, let's let's say after I finish work at like five five thirty, and it's dark now because it is it's it's, get, it's winter, um, then she goes in a pram. Because yeah. I, I can control the situation a little bit more, but do, do, do you guys think I'm I'm in the wrong here? You think uh, I, I think should? I think you need to think about you think about what 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 you're doing. Is it benefiting you or Quinn? And like who like who's it aimed at? Because you know I know from my experiences with Emily that it's not hard to entertain a toddler and to keep them happy. You know I can jump out from behind a door and Emily thinks it's the most hysterical thing in the world. Um, and so so what I'm saying is the barrier for entertaining your toddler is quite low. And the subtle beauty of a pylon lit up at night is not something that a toddler is ever ever going to appreciate. Um, you might think it's attractive. They couldn't give a shit they just want to hang out with you it's hanging out with you that's the attraction and so i think that maybe it's worth having a think about something that you can do with quinn that you enjoy and that and that quinn is going to enjoy an equal amount and i imagine that she, that her enjoyment of this is just being with you um and that the ancillary benefits of lit up pylons in the night is not really the attraction for her you, you you make a good point but it's not just that there is other things that we do there as i said earlier and she does ask to go out so maybe you are right maybe it's just being with me that she enjoys mm -hmm. you know we go cycling together it. um but also she looks forward to seeing the fish and the foxes you know, she looks forward to seeing... That's still not um, worth the risk, in my in my opinion, man. I don't yeah, know. yeah. Still, mm, yeah. Maybe you're right. It is me that, that, that that's pushing for this, because I, yeah. you know, I, I think it's a great time for us, you know. Um, but then again, she's a toddler. Is is she really going to be into uh, nighttime aesthetics? No. My... I'm no, I'm going to say <laughs> no. that the answer to that is a firm no. If um... they like Peppa Pig, it means that they can't appreciate anything good, so... Hang yeah, on a second. They, like... Hang on. I love Peppa Pig. Oh, I think that's, that, that's a bit harsh, John. Oh, Peppa Pig is, is hectic. No, no. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I, okay. I'll reconsider. Yeah, you know, now that I've spoken to you guys, I'll, I'll reconsider what I do, um, and we'll maybe do something else. All right. Okay. Thanks for that, Magnus. So, John, now it's time for your dad news. Oh, my dad news. Um, so. I am a little bit of a gamer, as these guys know, and uh, Black Ops Call of Duty came out, and I don't like the multiplayer campaign, turned out to be quite good, I played a little bit, little bit of it today before the podcast as well. Uh, now, the, the thing about Black Ops, unlike some of the other things, is a lot of the baddies are Russian, which is uh, very funny when you're playing video games and doing this while you are playing, because it is quite entertaining, comrade. And and this is you can't end up doing it and don't realize you share a house with kids who then are walking around the house going, Daddy, come downstairs. I'm like, no, 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 you can't do that. You can't do accents in front of other people. <laughs> <laughs> so now they sound like three little Russians. And yeah, yeah, I've I've learned that kids listen to everything and they try and copy everything. So yeah, I need to learn to not do accents um, in front of my kids is the reality. <laughs> so yeah, that's my dad news. As boring as that, I'm afraid. I um, That's probably the world record quickest dad news that we've no. ever had. I know, John. I know. To but the I, point. I, I, there's, there's been... 
a very little time between we met and i'll be honest all i've done is worked which sucks man it really sucks uh, because you don't get okay. to spend time with your kids and whatnot don't talk about that for too long otherwise magnus will put violins under it so oh yeah please put care. violins under this mag no don't, don't. it's not that funny um so all right so i guess it's my turn um so in terms of my dad news i guess it's mostly around emily's um bedtime routine so um my wife was breastfeeding for an awfully long time and it's just it's almost gone away now i only had a first breastfeed today for i think about five days so it's almost gone and anyway her bedtime routine used to end with a feed and then she'd kind of get really sleepy slash fall asleep and alex would put her down so about mm, let me think about five months ago we dropped that feed uh the last feed before going to bed and this had a result that amelie wouldn't go to sleep for about between half an hour to an hour after we put her down she would just sort of talk to herself um uh and or moan or just sort of babble a bit and it would we'd have to come up and down to try to, to the bedroom to try and get her to actually put her head down and fall asleep but i've hit upon a solution that actually makes her want to get into bed she used to resist going to bed and it used to be a whole stress now i can get her into bed like that and it's dead easy all i have to do is offer to read her a story in bed so and it's not a story that i've actually i'm not actually reading a story i'm generally making them up on the spot so um when it's nearly time for her to sleep i say amelie do you want do you want me to read you a story in bed and she gets really excited alex leaves the room and i put her in bed and she tells me what she wants the subject of the story to be there's only two potential subjects at the moment and they are dogs either big dogs or small dogs she, she specifies what size of dog or a princess story and so um today she had a, a, a dog story about a sausage dog um that what was the sausage dog called i can't remember what the sausage dog was called it was about a sausage dog and then there was a princess story about a princess who was a frog and none of the human princess princes wanted to get with the with princess frog and then she met a, a, a prince frog and they kissed and they turned into elephants and as soon as i finish two stories she's right down um, nice. and doesn't moan and goes to sleep and she's really excited to go to sleep and it only takes me five or ten minutes of coming up with bullshit silly stories uh for to to get her to sleep oh. and it's wonderful it's really nice and it's a nice little bonding time because it's just me and her in a dark yeah. room and i'm just chatting shit which is something i i i, I like to you're do. very I good like at chat yeah. shit. um so so yeah so, so that's fun and i am starting to because you know magnus you talked about how you're often the preferred parent mm-hmm. um in situations and whilst the breastfeeding was happening and it's as i said um, Alex was breastfeeding for a long time. Now that that's gone away, I am definitely inching towards preferred parent status. <laughs> oh, it is, it's how does that really feel? Good. It feels well good, but also it means I have to do some of the some of the less pleasant things more often. Because yeah. before, like Emily would want Alex to do a lot of things for her, but now if we say, "Who do you want to change your shitty nappy?" Um, <laughs> I will be the <laughs> I will be the preferred option for that a lot of the time. Um, <laughs> But it does feel good, and it's, it's. I think it's nice for Alex that she can just kind of leave me and Emily to do things, or to, yeah. or to, or to get her to sleep rather than her have to do uh, the to the lion's share. Yeah. So that's good. So that's, that's cool, all good. Man. That's really mm-hmm. good. Cool. Yeah, nice. What's your yeah. What's your sort of routine? Do you do the story thing, Mag, or what do you do? I do indeed. Yeah, yeah. So uh, r- routine, depending upon whether it's a, a, a bath night. Um, we all uh, both together try and get her ready. Um, and then one of us will read her a story from her, her book 
library that she has in her room. She's got two libraries, one in the front room and uh, one in her bedroom. And uh, she usually has a book that she chooses uh, for that week and she'll keep on going back to it. Uh, a firm favourite has been one called Triangle. It's part of a trilogy, uh, Triangle, Circle and Square. I highly recommend it. It's <laughs> Best mates. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, they are. They are actually best mates. It's really gripping. To be honest, uh, at, at some, some <laughs> point. seriously, it's really John good. Grisham. Uh, there, 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 there's a bit where they go into a cave. They're playing hide and seek, and they go into a cave. And um, uh, one of the characters gets lost in the cave. So Circle goes to go into the cave to try and re retrie retrieve that shape. Um, and you, you, it's you see you're reading the book, and all you can see are eyes, and then there's this other pair of eyes that that are in the distance. And so Circle approaches the eyes and says, "Ah, oh, there you are." triangle where, where where have you been mate and uh the, the other eyes aren't talking and circle's like uh is everything right <laughs> who are you <laughs> and then triangle appears behind circle says who's that <laughs> and they both look at each other then look back at the eyes and run away and i love it um and there's lots of things like that oh, man. Uh, and and uh, quinn li likes reading those kinds of books uh, it, it depends it depends um mm. who, who is that that author's really famous julia donaldson Julia like yeah. everyone knows the Gruffalo and everyone knows Julia Donaldson. Her books are brilliant and Quinn absolutely loves them. She's learned so many words, so many words because of these mm. books. Uh, and uh, we, we, our routine will be maybe up to 20 minutes, which is a bit long because I, like That's Matt, good, I find it enjoyable. Um, so I've had to cut it down to five to 10 minutes. And uh, yeah, she'll, she'll, she'll be off soon enough once we've, we've read that, those stories. Yeah, wow. the snail and the whale is a big one with us. Ah. Um, he absolutely loves the snail and the whale. That's a good and one. And we've we've already got the we got the stuffed uh, whale with a snail on his tail. Um, that's a favourite toy as well. Oh, that's um, nice. Yeah, but that but I think one day we will do a segment on kids' books. Um, I think it would make sense to uh, maybe as all review a kids' book that has been a really popular for uh, for our kids. But hey, I don't want to um, be brainstorming ideas on the actual podcast. So why don't we take a break? Uh, we are going to take a momentary break to gather our thoughts, and when we return, I'm going to review Montessori Learning Towers. So come back in a moment for all of that. Welcome back to Overly Honest Dads and it's time for a product review and that product review is coming from me. So today I'm going to review not really one specific product but, but an overall class of products and these products are Montessori Learning Tower. Uh, sorry, that's that's completely Yes, incorrect. you got it wrong. <laughs> We're not uh, editing yeah, that. <laughs> Oh, no, it is a Montessori learning tower. I did get that right. I thought I got it wrong, but I got it completely right. So do you guys, before I go into it, do you guys know what a Montessori learning tower is? Absolutely not. Okay. So Magnus is nodding your nodding his head. So Magnus, why don't, because people are going to hear a lot of my voice. Um, why don't you tell them what one of these well, it, things it, is? It's like, it's, like a, it's like a step for toddlers that has like a, like a, like a, a barrier behind them so they can climb up onto things at 
relatively adult height or waist beyond waist height, right? So, for example, mm-hmm. it allows them to, to go, climb up onto the table without actually climbing onto the table. It's like a stand. Yeah, so the Montessori Learning Tower is something that my wife introduced us to a while ago uh, because Amelie always really wanted to be involved in things we were doing but got frustrated that she wasn't on the right level. And so we bought one of these towers and to be honest, it's been a fantastic experience. Now, I can't remember off the top of my head where we bought ours from. It was probably somewhere on Amazon and we paid £80 for ours. Now, I did some research online and the essentially you can spend as much as you want on this sort of stuff. I saw um, one that was like, 250 pounds which is ridiculously expensive considering these look like something that uh you know a a, a lower skilled carpenter could jig up fairly quickly it's it's essentially like magnus said it's like almost like a viewing platform for toddlers um gets them onto sort of waist level they they're made of wood almost exclusively and they've got a small step at the bottom uh or, or a few steps at the bottom for the toddlers to climb up and then they stand on the platform and they're covered uh, all the way around. Now, they're called Montessori Learning Towers, and Montessori is a, essentially a method of education. It was developed by an Italian physician named Maria Montessori. It emphasizes independence. It views children as naturally eager for knowledge and capable of initializing learning in a sufficiently supportive and well-prepared learning environment. It discourages some conventional mes- methods of measures, sorry, of achievements such as grades and tests. These theories were developed in the early 1900s through scientific experimentation with the students. A method has since been used in many parts of the world and public and private schools alike. I read that from Wikipedia. Um, wow. That wasn't my words. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and actually, Amelie does go to a, a Montessori nursery. Um, so there they prioritize practical learning and they get them involved in lots of different tasks um, rather than just be based around uh, rote learning Um, and so yeah so as I say in terms of price you can spend pretty much what you want on these Um, they are very helpful in that you can involve your child in a range of day-to-day tasks if you're doing washing up they can stand right next to you and you know help out in inverted commas they're not actually going to be hand them a plate see what happens (laughs) they're not actually going to be helping out but they can feel like they are and that's half the half the job with toddlers isn't it it's just making them feel like they're contributing like they're like they've got a valid part to play uh similarly with cooking uh, it can also help with arts and crafts as well. So rather than just stick them in a high chair, um, they could they you can actually get them onto the table that that you're sitting at a bit closer, and they can do their thing that way. Um, cool. So there's lots of positives to them. Now, if there is a negative, I suppose that it is that it's this, whatever it is is going to take up a lot of space, and that's fine if you've got a big house, if you've got a big kitchen. We we have a decent sized house considering that it's a you know, a three bed in London, uh, but our kitchen is fairly small. And when I'm, say, if I'm doing a, a c- cooking on a Sunday for, for, for the family, it is a bit annoying having this learning tower in there, sort of getting in my way when I'm trying to get to the bin or, or what have you. But I think overall, the negatives are really don't extend beyond that. Um, it's not a product that requires a great deal of maintenance. It's just essentially a lump of wood. Um, and, you know, and if you want, I suppose you can treat the wood in various ways and, and, and so that it might last a little bit longer. But to be honest, it's something you're only going to really use whilst your kids are fairly small. Yep. And so I, I'm not sure what the point would be about going to town, spending lots of money or trying to, uh, trying to personalize it or improve it in, in, in many ways. Ultimately, it's mostly going to be used in kit, in the context of kitchens or arts and crafts. And so it probably will take a bit of a beating. But you know, when you've got a toddler, I think it helps not be precious about this kind of thing. So my advice would be, 
opportunity to buy one of these if you've got a toddler, especially if they're very inquisitive or active, um, and not to spend too much money because this is, I think, one of the products where um, manufacturers can sort of go to town a little bit and try and create uh, a very fancy, unnecessary, ex unnecessarily extravagant uh, features when really you just want a, a platform that they can be on um, so that they can can participate. Um, so yeah. that is my thoughts on that. Any questions or thoughts from you guys? Well, I, I, I like the idea of it, and I think that you made a good point about the space. It is they are they are kind of bulky. We, for example, we wouldn't be able to have something like that in our in our yeah. Flat. Your, your kitchen is quite small. It's it's mini, absolutely mini, and and you know we're we're in a one bit more or less a one and a half bed flat. There there wouldn't be much space for it. We we've made do by using uh, our chairs um, and boxes and and whatnot. Uh, she has she has uh, her own little desk, and if she needs to stand on something, she can use the table from it. But it's not going to be the the same safe environment that a, a learning tower affords, because it mm -hmm. is quite safe. You know, you, 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 they're not going to fall backwards, most likely. Yeah. Um, that that's one of the good things of it. It just it allows you to have that 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 safety rail that that mm -hmm. you know. Um, so they don't really have to think about about uh, falling back, and you don't have to think about it. It's good stuff, mm -hmm. but space, yeah, yeah, it is really a space consideration. It's, it sounds like you're putting your kid on a pedestal, there, Matt. That's... Literally. Ah! Yeah. That, that, <laughs> Sorry, I've been waiting for of, two minutes to say it. That, that's one of your best jokes ever, I think. I um, know, I know, I know. I really tried. Witty. I really it's tried. It's almost witty. Um, um, yeah, no, that's good actually because I think that, you know, we got a reputation recently, John, as sort of laying into you a little bit and maybe not treating aw. you as, as, being, as being sort of a truly intelligent person. And I think that, you know, it's fair to say that you... You have a sort of alternative intelligence, I'd say. Yeah, I do. What and I can also mean? knock you out, Matt, what? so it's all good, you know? <laughs> what does that mean? All right. Okay. Oh, goodness so me. I can't, I can't. You're oh, going to have to edit this out. Oh, my. It's like the politically correct way of saying that John's a bit retarded. <laughs> <laughs> Alternatively intelligent. Yeah. Um, it's okay. I can anyway. still knock you out. That's all that matters, right? I mean, well, you'd have to catch me first. Ooh, yeah, I'm still faster than you. I know I'm fat these room, days, so. but I'm faster. Yeah, but I'm devious, you see. I'm devious. <laughs> Whoa, what the fuck does that mean? I'm scared. All right, it's definitely time to move on now. Um, so I was going to say thank you to you guys, but I did that review. So thank you to me. That was brilliant. Thanks, me. Uh, so we're going to take another brief break. When we return, it's time for World of Parenting. So we'll see you very shortly. Welcome back to this 32nd episode of Overly Honest Dads, and it's time for World of Parenting. So this is where we give you two stories relating to parenting. Magnus will give you a science story, and John will give you a slightly more jovial tale. Magnus, please take it away. Thank you very much. Uh, now, an article in Science Daily, my absolute favourite online pop science magazine, with easy-to-find bullshit baby articles on it, uh, published a paper from <laughs> McGill University in Quebec, um, which states, parents shouldn't worry about their baby's inconsistent sleep pattern. A uh, study of 44 infants finds that half never slept eight hours consecutively. Now, I, I'm sure that you chaps remember, um, we, we kind of tended to expect, or we were told, that 
babies sort out their damn sleep and sleep through the night by yeah. around six months, thereabout. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's not usually the, the case. Uh, uh, according to this new study, parents should view sleep consolidation as a process instead of a milestone to be achieved at a specific age. Uh, they tracked 44 infants over a period of two weeks, and they found that sleeping patterns vary a hell of a lot. You know, it's not consistent, not only for different uh, babies, but also night to night for the same baby. They just, they have no idea what they're doing. Um, researchers asked mothers to keep a sleep diary uh, about their six-month-old infant for two weeks. On average, mothers reported that their infant slept six hours consecutively for about five nights out of a two-week period, and then eight consecutive hours for about three nights out of the same period. Half of the infants, however, never slept eight hours consecutively. Interestingly, and to to add tangentially, breastfeeding and co-sleeping were associated with more variability in sleep patterns night to night which is uh Magnus, yes question what is the number of subjects in the study uh it's just over a thousand okay fair enough you see that this i appreciate as an article because <laughs> the, the the first bit of study of 44 i was just like okay i'm already getting pissed off here because it's just pointless research over a thousand is good i like that i like that good i'm pleased yeah for for, for listeners it was 44 but for john it was a thousand now, it the, was the 44 away. then you <laughs> fucking wanker i couldn't remember <laughs> i hate beer such a bad thing <laughs> now, the, the, you're the a dick well then it's fucking pointless isn't it if it's only 44 if they went from 44 and increased to a thousand fair enough but dude like john, you need john, at least john, a thousand john, for a study john, we've, we've, we've been here before I know, but you keep bringing so, these stories that break my heart, man. This let, let, let's crying. do an Elsa. Let's do an Elsa and let it go. <laughs> <laughs> let it go. Oh, God. Let it go. <laughs> Fuck's yeah. sake. It's Comrade. 44, John. Um, uh, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm that's sorry a shit to disappoint our resident statistician. Uh, the, the, the takeaway from this is that parents are often exposed to a lot of contradictory information about infant sleep. Don't we fucking know? Jesus, you guys must remember. It was something different from everyone. Um, And they they state that they shouldn't worry if their baby doesn't sleep through the night at a specific age. Because they're cunts. They they will keep you up for months. They don't care. It doesn't matter. And then at some point, I can feel the desperation in your voice. I I absolutely agree because I'm kind of having it right now. Holy smokes. Um, they won't let look, you sleep, mate. They, 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 you know, their sleeping patterns are all over the place. I think, what, what, what is it, what is it that, that, um, that governs the, the, your internal clock? Amygdala? Circadian rhythm. My, my, yeah, my the circadian rhythm. Well, what is the, the is it amygdala? I think it's the amygdala. And that, that is like, it's not even formed. For ages, for six months, they have no idea what's up, down, left, right, night, day. They have no clue. You're in for a goddamn ride, chaps, uh, if you're having a kid. So, uh, yeah, just like, you know, just go with the flow. Don't worry about it. Don't listen to or look forward to six months because it may happen. It may not happen. I know of kids that slept through the night from bloody hell six weeks. Yeah, unicorn babies. And then we have kids that don't do that still to this day. It's it's just one of those things. Um, yeah, interesting article. Great. So, John, 
Cool. It's time for you to shine. Yes. So I, I did research and failed this week. Um, and then Matthew came up with a stonking article for me, which I absolutely loved. Um, I'm so often associated with the word stonking. You are stonking and you got oh, really? stonking other attributes. How, how um, are you stonking, <laughs> Matt? I would like to refocus the podcast to... The um, old sausage. As the uh, grandparents said, I, I, I don't, I don't like you doing that because I can see what that means. <laughs> <laughs> you balling your fist up and elongating your arm like that. By the way, not me. That's Matthew doing that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I've got a natural power. You do. It is what it is. You do. Anyway, I'm derailing the show. Yeah, John. yeah, yeah. We're derailing off your You're penis. Stonking um, the show. <laughs> so, title of the article: absolutely amazing. Teenager gives birth to surprise baby on the toilet. Three days after being told she was six weeks pregnant. How could that be? Uh, I think that's brilliant. It, it, this happens every once in a while. And I think that's, you know, women give birth on the toilet. But surprise baby couple coming out. I thought that was quite interesting. So, Is she the new Virgin Mary? Yeah. <laughs> well, let, let me start with the fact that her name is Amy. But not Amy spelled the normal way. It's A-I-M-E-E. Which to me doesn't sound natural. I don't know where that comes from, but that's a very weird Amy, like with a <laughs> pitched. That's what it sounds like. Um, but right. Amy Stevens, uh, right. then seventeen, was sitting on the toilet in the middle of the late night and felt a sudden relief. She looked down and saw a baby's legs and bum poking out of the toilet, and uh, she shot out a kid. Who, yeah, who does that? Just Amy. Amy, Amy, Amy does. does. Oh, come on. <laughs> Ma Matt, do you know what? I'm starting to agree with Matt here because Matt doesn't seem to believe that this is possible. He thinks that mm -hmm. these women yeah. are embellishing the truth somewhat, <laughs> to put it kindly. Let's and say denial, denial is not just a river in Egypt. Yeah, yeah exactly. there we are. There exactly. we are. Now, now I don't, I don't know about you guys. Uh, we we learned a lot about this in NCT and uh, specifically the uterus uh, and that that muscle. It's very, very immature. Uh, or let's say it, it hasn't been round the block yet on the first go. It's incredibly strong muscle, and for you to not know on the first run that you're giving birth, or or even to be pregnant, like just the whole mm. fucking the hormones Experience. kind of shit. The experience, because it is crazy. And for, yeah. for, for a chick not to realise that she's pregnant and then to not realise she's giving At birth... At 17. Is, like, Someone's is that, lying. Someone's uh, lying. For, forgive me for, 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 finding, for being incredulous. Like, jeez, man. Also, you know, we, we, we've we all been there where you have your pregnant other half getting their belly out when they're in the third trimester and you can see the child moving. Yeah. You can yeah. see the moving. It is there. It's a, it's a, but, I, but, I mean, this is a up. rather large woman that we're talking about. This Amy, <laughs> seventeen, age and stones, um, but yeah, she she is a large woman. Maybe she didn't feel it. I don't know, but it just seems unreal. Like as you said, the, the last semester, the baby's kicking the crap out of her belly. Trim oh, yeah. Trimester. Like, semester. Trimester. <laughs> we're back in school, aren't we? Um, yeah, I need <laughs> but to. That, that, that being said, I, I think I was about the age of 16, 17, when I realised that my balls actually move as well i got the biggest fright <laughs> of my really? life yeah yeah they move like what is that about they really just move in in like a song and dance and it's like like an undulation that i wouldn't horrible, know that man. i saw that 
Where are you going with this, Magnus? No, but, but maybe they didn't realise that the baby was moving, you know, because it's similar to my balls. Because she has balls, what? <laughs> I don't get it. Or maybe it's just me balls. I'm like... just drawing parallels, guys. I hope, I hope it was helpful, but it doesn't seem like it was. By the way, this is, this is just a, a wonderful article with Amy and her mum, Sharon, and her auntie, Becky. Um, uh, the names all spelled that way. It was amazing, by the way. Reading the article just, just for the names was pretty good. John and his regular chaff shaming. Yes, chaff shaming indeed, sir. Chaff shaming. Becky and Amy and Sharon. I'm sure they're wonderful people, John. I think that's a bit yeah, I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. Popped a baby without knowing. Get off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, well, I think that's enough of a tour of the world of parenting for today. But thank you both for taking us through those equally engaging and interesting stories. Um, So we are going to take our final break of the day. And when we return, it's Am I Being Unreasonable? So don't miss out. Join us in a moment for all that. Welcome back to this final segment of this episode of Overly Honest Dads. And it's time inevitably for am i being unreasonable yeah for the uninitiated am i being unreasonable is a board on mum's net it's fairly similar to the reddit board am i the asshole in that people post up issues that they're facing in their life and ask the denizens of mum's net to weigh in with their thoughts on whether or not the poster is being unreasonable um i did want to just throw out there quickly that we don't use this section as a way of laughing at people or laughing at mum's net. It should be said that a lot of the time, the posts we focus on from mum's net are posts that highlight how awful husbands are or just how tricky life can be. I was thinking earlier today that it might sound like we're looking down on people and sometimes we do if they're being idiots. But I think for the most part that this is just a good way to, you know, have a little fun end to the podcast and... You know, it's fun to judge people sometimes. You know, you're not supposed to judge, but... (laughs) This is just bullshit. This is just bullshit. Occasionally, it's fun. So I just wanted to put that out there. So, But without further ado, let's get on with it. Let's rip into people. This post is from someone called Christmas Misery Mary. You're going to find out pretty quickly why they're miserable. Um, And the thread title is called, Am I being unreasonable to think this is really cheeky? The post reads as follows. Ordered a takeaway this evening as I'm home late from work. Delivery driver turns up and the bill was £36.50. I handed her £40 and she asks, do you want the change? I was a bit stunned and felt like a bit of an idiot when I said yes please. My daughter said it's really cheeky and I should call the takeaway to complain. What do you all think? Um... (laughs) No, I can't what? do the wanker gesture over sound, can I? I can just call him a wanker. Yeah. Oh, that's just yeah, a wanker. John, move, John over it? to you, man. I don't know what to say about this one. Yeah, what a wanker, honestly. I mean, I think that's called a takeaway. I fucking call the police on you, you cheap escape motherfucker. I mean, that's ridiculous, man. Who doesn't tip their delivery drivers? This is why I, I selected right? this. Like, Magnus, you look like you don't tip no, your delivery no, drivers. No, 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 of course no, he I'm doesn't, joking. but that's not the point. Um, <laughs> obviously, I tip my drivers gener- I tip everyone generously. I think I, I don't know about you guys, but I worked in the services industry, so tip is a tip, man. I, I, you have to give a tip. I mean, I've well, I think they that, get too so much shit, and we don't have a tipping culture in the UK, and I, I, I'm yeah. grateful that we don't. But 
it, because it, you know you don't you don't we don't have that expectation for it to form part of their wages um mm. like the US which is which is good however i think it's a nice gesture especially with all the crap that a, lots of people dare i use john's word karens typically mm. give them which is true, yeah. they do. They get a hell of a lot of ship. But calling up to yeah. moan. You, so I think an extra, you know, ten percent or whatever, fifteen, you know, whatever, whatever it is, you know, just give them the fiver from your wallet if you want. I think I think the most incredulous part of the post is that they're suggesting that you complain to the restaurant that the rider rather reasonably thought they might be able to expect a tip on that for especially because you're spending nearly forty pounds, and I really, I generally on tips work to the ten percent. Um, yeah theory for takeaways if i'm getting a takeaway that's 20 pounds two pounds is reasonable she ordered a takeaway that was just over 35 pounds and the change from the 40 pounds would be three pound 50 and so that's i think that's entirely reasonable to expect that that would be the tip but instead this person concludes that they should potentially call and complain which i think why is is she taking it so goddamn far because she's taking it so far she's taking it too far man yeah so this is the point. I understand people that don't have money and can't afford to tip a driver. That that's one thing, right? But not tipping and then saying I should complain because the prick asked me for a tip. That is a Karen. That's next level Karen. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's a Karenitis. That that's proper entitled Karen kind of. I'm yeah. just gonna be a dick because because it's not a question. I don't have money. No, I have money. Yeah. I'm gonna be a bitch about it. Like what the fuck, man? What a plonker. Okay, so the next post is from a poster called Porcelain. Porcelain. And it's titled, Am I being unreasonable to ask how my dear husband spent £400 in a strip club? (laughs) (laughs) I can tell you how. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So what happens when you don't take cash only. Mm. So it says, please know that I am obviously naive as I I have no idea what really happens in strip clubs and I don't know what they cost. But my husband has told me that this night out ended in a strip club in Zone 1, presumably in London. And when I checked the balance, there were two ATM withdrawals for £200 a piece. So he spent £400 in brackets that we don't have in a fucking strip club. Can anyone enlighten me as to what this might buy? As he claims it was just ladies dancing on tables in their lingerie, which sounds pretty fucking suspect to me. And then again for emphasis, £400. All right, so let's do some quick maths, yeah? So he went to zone one, which is possibly the shittest place on the planet for strip clubs. It's, what, two minutes for 50 quid or or 40 quid? Yeah, a little too much, mate. Yeah, no, I do, I do. So let's say it's 50 quid. The Brer got eight minutes of juicy time with the chick. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a plonker. I'm surprised the post didn't what have any other... He, he had a stain on his trousers. The guy's a douchebag, man. I'm sorry, but what a fucking douchebag. And then try and lie about it. I, I mean, if you've done it, admit you've done it. So but I'm I don't, I don't, up I, admit, but I don't think he did it. I don't so think he did strip clubs. I, I think he, maybe he might have been in a strip club, but I have a theory here that sometimes, you know, when you when you need to get yourself out of a tricky situation you will lie but you might tell a lie that's kind of connected to the truth so that it seems somewhat more believable my personal suspicion here is that he he had some nose beers and got a hooker and (laughs) and said he went to a strip club personally i reckon he was on the coke and had a bit of brass 
But my hey, God. That, that, that's just where my We're lowering so further down into the levels of hell that um uh thing you talked about. Damn. Uh yeah, that's that's you know what? That's probably I, true. I, I haven't got a clue. It's about the nose beers and uh yeah, yeah, I know, Mike. You you know nothing. So we we were saints before we were married, everybody, by the way. We were three <laughs> well behaved Catholic boys before we got married. Well Mike yeah. you know nothing. Me and you are. Yeah. Well I, well, I could you know be... you're JW. Mm. Oh, Sorry, yeah, Mike. Goodness, yeah. No, I, I, I'm, I'm just saying um, that. No, I, I could be today a Catholic. Seeing as after last week, we're all three middle class white men. <laughs> You're Anglican, Magnus. <laughs> You're Anglican. Yeah, Anglican. Oh, funnily enough, I was actually born uh, and baptized as an Anglican, uh, Church yeah. of England, that kind of nonsense. But yeah, there we yeah. are. Baptized Catholic. So, let's move on. So the next post is from someone called Dinosaur19, and the post title is, Am I being unreasonable to have no time for gender disappointment? <laughs> Friend is having her first baby boy, is devastated as she always wanted a girl. Am I being unreasonable to not understand this type of disappointment? Surely when you try for a baby, you know that the odds are 50-50, and that you should accept that, or don't have bloody kids. I have two sons, so this pisses me off slightly. I, I so I, I burst out laughing because I thought you were talking about um, choosing a gender when people decide to to change gender at a certain age. So that's why I started laughing at the beginning. This guy can't say that. I'm sorry, but the issue I have with this is that I kind of live through it with my wife having postpartum depression because mm-hmm. she, for some reason, gave birth and I guess in the back of my mind she was expecting a girl and it was a boy with the first one. You mm-hmm. can't say shit like that, dude, because whatever women go through after birth, sometimes it's a bit hard. So I'm sorry, but this guy's a dickhead. He doesn't, not everyone's like back in the 50s that gets over everything. Some of these things are a little tough on people, man. That's that's my view anyway. Yeah. Yeah, what John said. <laughs> oh, okay. Thanks, <laughs> I don't think Magnus was listening. I was. I was. The, the what dude, did John say? The, John, John said that he had experienced postpartum depression. No, when he, he gave birth. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a dickhead. I do understand where the post is coming from because I think we've all seen gender reveal uh, things where oh, someone's been really pissed thing, yeah. off because it's not been the gender they wanted. And I, th- I do think it's probably a good idea for people to try to not focus on having a kid of a certain gender. I mean, because Agreed. it is 50-50, it seems completely ridiculous to me that you would hang your hopes one way or the other it makes more sense from in terms of managing your own mental health to get over uh, get over the mental hump with that before it happens and to prepare yourself mentally i agree Um, i think the the problem is cultures matt sometimes cultures where people come from you're expected to have a first baby boy you're expected to have a girl because there's too many boys in the family sometimes that affects people they shouldn't oh, yeah. but culture is and, culture and man. you know don't get me wrong like it's there are still parts of the world where people might abandon baby girls when they're born so that they Aww. can keep trying for a boy and that kind of stuff that that kind of situation is serious and 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 it definitely deserves attention and empathy but if you're in 2020 in the UK yeah. i think we should all try and be a little bit more open and less closed minded but hey Agreed. i'm an idealist what who, who am I to try and say what people should do? Right, let's do the last post. And this is from a poster called Twig a Letter. And it's titled, Anyone Else Dislike Christmas Virtue Signaling? 
The post reads as follows. What? It reminds me of that fast show sketch. I don't like to talk about my charity work, etc. And then proceed to boast about their efforts. Examples I've seen this week include staged photos of charity shoeboxes, pleas for funds to top up, and in reality actually fund, some boxes for animals and someone saying they wanted to do something but just needing X, Y and Z, which in effect meant that they supplied the empty box and the wrapping paper with everyone else supplying the contents. Lots of people have fallen for these pleas. I'm not going to rattle off everything I've done for charity this year because that would be hugely hypocritical. I just get an uh feeling when I see virtue signalling on social media. What do you think, Mag? I'll let you start this time because I'm. Uh, that that's a bit of a that's a complicated one. <laughs> no, is is why is, is it complicated? I'm not. I'm not sure. I understand. Oh, you weren't listening, Mag. I was it? listening. <laughs> I I really was listening. I was listening. Like we I, can't I, see the reflection in your glasses. Yeah, we can right, see okay. the porn I admit, I was, I was looking up man. Christmas puns to go along with, with this one. But <laughs> I, I, <laughs> and there was a really good one that said, you, you slay me. And I was going to try and thumb that in. You're not naturally but, um, funny, Mag. That's why you have to research before. Exactly. You're absolutely right. Um, Christmas virtue signaling. And basically saying, paper. I've donated to charity. Look at me, take a picture next to the box. But effectively, they don't yeah. really do much. Uh, for me, anyone showing I mean, that, off for charity, you're twice. Between you and yourself, what you do, what you give to other people, man. I, I think showing off about it is such a dick it's, move, man. The, the reason why it's thrown me off is because it's it's really, it's like not limited to Christmas at all. It's everywhere. Mm. All this virtue signaling that people do, drop, yeah. dropping humble brags, it's all a load yeah. of bullshit. But that's the thing, right? So I think you both missed the absolute jewel in this post. The the bit that takes it from a moan to a piece of total hypocrisy, whilst also trying to account for hypocrisy at the same time. It's genius. Well, it's not genius. It's the opposite of genius. It's foolishness. But so let's return to the line I'm thinking of. I'm not going to rattle off everything I've done for charity this year because that would be hugely oh. hypocritical. Oh. I'm not so going to rattle so off much. everything I've done, so much I've done for charity this year because that would be hugely hypocritical. You've just been hypocritical. Yeah, that's <laughs> true, man. What? Oh, my God. It's like saying I'm not going to fart <laughs> as you're farting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be a... Um, I can't say it. No, oh, can't. man. man so did, that's, do you, do you that, feel that dick, they got man. some pleasure from writing that line? I think no, that they just, they just can't see the wood for the trees. Um, or, or they did it on purpose to be funny and we don't know and it's just to appeal to your humour mag yeah and you know it's I think also the, the whole concept of virtue signalling it's just fundamentally flawed it's like you can apply that to people who just actually believe that they're doing a good thing and really care about what they're doing and you just tarnish it by saying virtue signaling now there are some people out there who i'm sure probably are virtue signaling but it's a catch-all phrase that pretty much lacks all meaning and it's also a bit of a heartless phrase to use i don't like it at all it's like political correctness people throw political correctness around when a lot of the time political correctness is actually just a short word you know a short phrase for being considerate and, yeah, and don't be racist and don't be a cunt. Yeah, that's and, and, what it is. You know, virtual signalling, occasionally people can be accused of it. But for the most part, if people are doing nice things, just let them do nice things. I mean, it's not the end of the world for someone to be charitable. How true. Passionate but flouting you, about it gets on my, gets on my nerve. Thank, thanks for uh, virtual signalling, Matt. 
Well, <laughs> there he is. <laughs> Brilliant. Do you, I've got one more. I can do one more. Yeah, um, go on. Go on. I'm listening. Yeah, go on. Right. Let's handle okay, like bang, baby. Yeah, listen this time. Uh, so this is actually a little bit of a long one. It's from a poster called In Space No One Can Hear You Scream. And the subject title Because you die is, immediately. <laughs> the subject title is Am I Being Unreasonable to Be So Pissed Off With This Kid? It starts, Ugh. Going back to September, my 12-year-old daughter has been having a bit of trouble with a boy in a couple of her classes. He is generally a joker and a bit of a pain in the arse. But out of the blue, started saying my daughter smells of fish. She definitely doesn't, by the way. <laughs> Nothing amiss with her personal hygiene. When she first mentioned it, I suggested she completely ignore it or just laugh it off as it's a completely ridiculous notion. And this didn't work. He kept doing it. Sometimes other people sitting around them also have a titter about it. And he's also now started to get his vile little mates to start saying the same thing to her in other lessons. And now it's a very regular occurrence. It's really wow. affecting her enjoyment of school. And she had always enjoyed school previously. So while she's careful not to let it visibly upset her at school, it does upset her. And of course... Uh, and she suffers from quite bad anxiety, so this is really unhelpful. She does have a really nice circle of friends. I suggested she tell them about it so that she isn't trying to cope with it alone and that they can support her and back her up, and uh, and they are doing so. So she doesn't want me to talk to the school. She doesn't feel this is bullying, but if the boy finds out she snitches on him, it feels like it may turn into bullying. I think, she's al- uh, I think it is already bullying, but there you go. This week I suggested she responds very confidently and aggressively to any comments to see if this will nip it in the bud. If it if that doesn't work, I'll try to persuade her that I should talk to the school. He's not getting away with it. I was bullied at that age and it wrecked my self-confidence. It makes me fucking angry. Why do kids have to be so unpleasant? Why? So am I being unreasonable to pissed off about this? And am I telling her all the wrong things to do? And does anyone have any better ideas? Uh, that That's a tough one. That's a that's really a tough one. Especially when you have a little shit like that. It's just saying things so harsh that just for the halibut. Yeah. Fuck's I um yeah, what a fucking dickhead, man. But I, uh, <laughs> I think what a dickhead. Magnus, Magnus, fuck you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can you just log off, please? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm what? sorry. I, I agree that, that there's a time and a, a place. No. <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, 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 getting back on track, that is that is harsh. That is that is really not nice. I and missed that. I... What happened? Oh, he made fish puns. <laughs> he made fish puns. <laughs> when it comes to kids, when it comes to these little shits, that they have absolutely no filter. And I'm sure that you mm. guys remember uh, when when we were teenagers uh, or even primary school kids. It's just, it's just like they go to the deepest level yeah. uh, and it is nasty. You won't experience anything like that as an adult. And then when they have their circle of friends giggling at you, like the pain, it, but, it's, it's nuts. I don't, I don't bullying, remember having... Go on. Yeah, sorry. No, sorry. Go on, man. Go on. Yeah, no, but, but bullying is is harsh, man. Like a, a child shouldn't have to, 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 to go nah. through that. And also calling or saying that a chick smells of fish... That's particularly damaging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, big time. I mean, bullying in itself. Like when I think of these things, you you know, there's been gun massacres in in America in schools, right? 
and it's always the weird kid it's always the left out kid like people get picked on some people don't have the best family at home don't have the best condition mental condition to, to handle bullying and bullying for a sane person is difficult i got bullied when i was at school i mean wasn't pleasant it builds character wasn't pleasant but yeah. it, these things result in people not kind of growing out of it like i did but it results in people getting violent or doing whatever so it just just like these kids need to be smacked in the head by their parents if i was the mum, i would absolutely quite happily go to the school and talk to yeah. defend my child i definitely would tell her to go to the school because that's not on that's not on and that kid needs to be literally sat in line so he doesn't do it again yeah indeed I that's agree. very true so if all of the fish puns are out of the way then we are going to wrap up this episode of Only Honest Dads, another Matt, one for the books. So, can I just say something? One no. tiny thing. Just no. want to say thank you to Matt because no. you put all the stuff together every week. Oh, I actually nice. wanted to say thank you. I genuinely wanted to say thank you because uh, you guys do a hell of a lot more than me. The editing I went through That's last weekend true. with Mag, unbelievable. And <laughs> Matt, thank you for all the no content. Job. And I know, I, and I know, I'm very empty, and all I bring is is the entertainment of bullying. No, so. no, no. You, just you, as we've spoken. <laughs> Sorry. It, 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 it would definitely be a worse podcast without you to no. provide a bit of, you know, leveling off of mine and Magnus's excesses. Um, yeah. I think it's it's all about the balance, isn't it? It um, is. And the I yin, the yang, and the yong, I guess. Indeed, indeed, indeed. So thank you, John, for saying something nice. That's that's. I mean, I'm shocked. I don't know really what to say. Uh, that, uh, it really I, I had one for I Magnus. I had one for Magnus lined up at the beginning, which you took. And and I want to say oh, thank yeah. to you at the end. So there you go. Thank you. It's man. all right. You, you, once we're done, you can take Magnus all you want. Um, so, nom, 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 nom. so yeah. So thank you, listeners. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. We really appreciate each and every one of you. If you want to reach yeah. out to us to let you let us know your thoughts, your feedback, or just general abuse, of, uh, you know, to, in our direction, then please don't hesitate. You can reach us via email. The address is overlyhonestdads at gmail.com. Well, this reminds me, actually, just to mention. So we use a, a thing called Squadcast to make to record these remotely. Uh, Magnus's username on Squadcast is our email address, overlyhonestdads at gmail.com. I just generally hit a random key on the keyboard and hold it for a while. John's is courageous strap-on taker. Yeah, baby. <laughs> so that must mean he, he's experienced with very huge strap-ons, which is interesting. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, anyway, with, uh, sorry for that digression. But, yeah, if you want to email us over the honest dads at gmail.com, we've got uh, an Instagram account which has sort of progressively better memes. I mean, we're starting from a low base. They were fucking shit. Um, but, they, <laughs> but they're getting better. Yeah, um, we're getting so, good feedback. Well done. So, yeah. so, so, so well done, John, for that. Um, you can... You can message us at our dormant Twitter account if you want, but I probably won't see it for a while. Um, and so, yeah, those are all the ways to get in touch. Please do. Please like our podcast, subscribe to our podcast, and share it with people who might enjoy it. Who knows? Um, and then, so all that's left is for me to thank all of my two podcast pals, Magnus and John. Thank you, guys. My thank pleasure. You, yeah, good um, stuff. To thank you, the listeners, for tuning in. And we'll see you again next week on Wednesday for another episode of Overly Honest Dads. Until then, thank you, take care and goodbye.